They're all here. The divas, princes, and living legends you should be obsessed with. Sitting down with me. I'm David Goldberg. These are the Luminaries. This time, I'm joined by Taylor Trench, who has starred in Broadway productions of Matilda, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Hello Dolly, and, most recently, in the title role of Dear Evan Hansen. He joins me for a conversation about his uncanny talent and unassuming attitude. Okay, I'm with the angel himself, Victorious Prince. Hi. Hi, I'm so glad this is um, not a visual medium because you've really outdone me today in the looks department. You're wearing a sort of like, (laughs) if I could describe it for our listeners, it's like a hot pink jumpsuit. It has the elegance of like an Ann Taylor loft, Mm -hmm. but then the fun, flirty vibes of like Mew Mew even. And then you're really grounding it with a sandal because you're like, yes, I'm dressed up like I can go to party, but also like if we want to go to the beach, that's fine with me too. I can hang. Yeah. I just bought the sandals like 10 minutes ago at Steve Madden. And while I was trying them on, the jumpsuit kept slipping off. I think this is like made for for breastfeeding. (laughs) It's full tits out and, and... People don't know this. Taylor and I are recording in this kind of corporate, <laughs> kind of midtown hellscape, For and sure. they have not been loving this look either. <laughs> it's very. It keeps like coquettishly slipping off your I, shoulder. I, You're right. <laughs> I can't win. I know. And then. Well, you know, for those of us who have had uh, breakouts on our backs. Anyways, I'm going to make it work. Not even. Not even. <laughs> Listen. Also, it's like, I was going to say, it's like so, it's so weird to see like such a sexy look in this neighborhood. But then yeah. on the way here, I was actually surprised. I saw many a hot person on my way to come. I was like, That's oh, I'm surprised too. <laughs> for this neighborhood, like a big win. I'm really surprised really too. That's unheard them. of. I know. Like what kind of hot people? Like corporate bros? No, all kinds. Like Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. I was like, it was really a true thrill. Do you come to this neighborhood a lot? Absolutely not. Okay, because you had to come here every single day for a long, long time. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And now you don't engage. Yeah, now I stay away. That's great. And this even is like a special part of Midtown. Like... Midtown East, Midtown Central, what do we call this? It's not not for moi. I did you see the new Spider-Man movie? No. So I really enjoyed Wait, it. Into the Spider-Man? No, the Tom Holland one. The Tom Holland no, one. I didn't see that. Yeah, he's a similar twinkish body type to us. <laughs> oh wow, huge. <laughs> yeah, he's doing I, a lot for us. I personally identify as more of a Zendaya, but uh, yes. <laughs> go for it. Who go is off. great. I oh, think 100%. she's a full movie star. Zendaya is Michi, yeah. Yes. And so there's a scene where they're swinging and they swing by Grand Central and I really got anxious. <laughs> like <laughs> it was supposed to be like a wow New York, but you're like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it it's so upsetting. Like it's so I yeah, anyways. I got it. You just left the city. I did. For how long? Um, I was in, excuse me, the south of France for like two weeks, and then I went to Montreal for a weekend. Wow, so you really got away for a while. Yes, yeah. That's amazing. You know, and then going to going to P-Town for the first time next week. I think that's going to be magical. Yeah, have you been? I have. It's been um, already like a decade. Uh, now I wow, go to, Zoe. I've been going more to Fire Island. Classic. And you've been there? Never. I think P-Town will suit you. I think so, too. It's kind of chintzy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should, like, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to digest that, but I will. Any like, time. <laughs> it, it has this kind of sweet tackiness. Th- that's me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Fire Island, I find to be, like, a little more Sharon Stone mm-hmm. in the 80s, which is great. Of course, yeah. But uh, P-Town has this kind of, like, land that time forgot 
while there is still the seediness, like right. I think it's still it's so outrageous. I think you'll like it more. I'm excited. Yeah, and it's a different. You have all the Cape Cod wasps. I think that's good for you. For sure, for sure, for sure. But how is the South of France? For me, a white supremacist. Yes, no, <laughs> yeah. yes. Who is also uh, <laughs> yeah, wants to I be just, Zendaya? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, South of France was incredible. I did. I wish I could say that I went like and had like an eat, pray, love situation. I don't right. think she went to France in that film. I've never seen it or read the. Book I've literally anything. seen it three times. No, oh she God, doesn't. Yeah, but but, but like it, that sort of. It's like, the exact same as that, and under the Tuscan. Tuscan. It's exactly. the same. It's the same. So Italy I, and France are interchangeable. <laughs> 100%. So I wish I could say that I had like that kind of moment, but actually, what I did, I mean, I had a few days of that, but I listened to a podcast. Hey, this is Whoa. one, um, <laughs> and. Um, uh, with Carrie Coon, who's mm. one of my all-time faves. Wow. And she talked about going to this theater in the south of France called the Roy Hart Center. Okay. Which is essentially like a bunch of women, like a bunch of like silver-haired women in yoga pants in like old, old buildings in the mountains of France being like, oh! <laughs> um, and she said that she loved it and it, it was like such a great experience. And so I literally went to that theater for a week and like took class oh wow like kooky performance artist geniuses so i thought that you were doing like uh i'm done with my my shows i'm gonna take like i'm just going that's on a studio vacation think. that's what like a, a well person would do instead you did like a jedi 100%. like dagobah initiation yeah essentially it was like a class of eight people my teacher ralph was a German performance artist. And then there were eight of us in the class. We were each from a different country, like from 20 to 60s-ish. Wow. It was a lot of like, yeah, like making large sounds in like an old castle and then like sobbing at each other. And may I ask, I don't mean to sound snobby, but Uh were other people there like hobbyists or full-time performers or was it a spectrum? A full spec, um, (laughs) short for spectrum, I, just to clarify, um, I would say there were more like people, people who were not professional actors okay. in the class. There were two people younger than me who were in drama school or like had just graduated, but everyone above me, like someone was a physics professor. One woman was like um, a German teacher. Oh, that must have been so nice for you to yeah. not be with like people who had who were crawling up their own assholes in that specific way. <laughs> It was really, really cool. Although there was one person in the class who was like, I think I've seen you. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> No, you're, you're supposed to be like incognito for your training. Right, I know. Even Yoda is safe. like, yeah. yeah, Yoda doesn't even reveal his identity Truly. until like a, a bit in. I know. So like uh, maybe you haven't had enough time to reflect, but did you, what, what, are you, what did you gain from it? Or, or what feels like it's shifted? That's a great question. I was hoping to leave just sounding like Carrie Coon, and I don't <laughs> no. think I'm there yet. <laughs> no, you're too soft. You're too delicate. I, know. I, I don't want Shoot. you to sound like her. She's so hard. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to compliment you. I was listening to oh, the first I, the first episode with Charlene, your first yeah. episode. I was like re-listening to it the other day, and it was such my ideal like vocal type is like kind of husky, and oh you and God. Charlene both bring like different but like gorgeous husks. Thank you. And it was like, I was like, ooh, I'm in heaven. This is like my ASMR. Thank you. I to you both be like, the Bushwick. That, yeah. That's not an impression of either of you. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> but there is, I have the pre-editing. There's, um, 
because it's the first episode and she's like, so what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, it's Charlene, it's like gay Terry Gross. And she's like, I don't know her. <laughs> and it's so good. Oh my God. She, yeah, she speaks with such like a vibrant yeah, like presence. Totally, gravitas. Carrie Coon is more... Um, well, I don't know her astrology. I assume it's Gemini, but um, oh, okay. <laughs> there's more like pain. There. Yeah, <laughs> it's very like present. Their voice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. very like I am trying to, to get, get through. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, one hundred percent. She could like shatter at any moment. Yeah, but but um, I'm sorry. Not at all. We were saying uh, you wanted. Oh right, you wanted to sound like Carrie Coon. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm there. I'm Fine. not sure. I'm not sure what. I don't know if there's anything like tangible. Like that, I've took away from the class necessarily, or like not something I can identify right now. Right. But I do know, like, I had some like profound experiences watching the other people work. Like, mm. the German teacher, Mariana, she had like a heavy bang. Mm. Um, she was like, she felt like she was seven feet tall. She was like very praying mantis mm. sort of posture. Thinking and she like was, a roll, roll doll. Kind yeah, of completely. The, the illustrations. Yes, yeah. like, yeah, definitely. She was like physically Mr. Wormwood, but like emotionally and spiritually Miss Honey. Mm. Like very kind and very afraid to make sounds. And so like the whole week it was her like being so quiet and like hesitant. And then like on the last day of class, she like busted through and she bust down Tatiana and like, made this huge sound, and I just started sobbing. I was, like, so thrilled for her. Whoa. I know. So, like, a real release. Yeah. I guess it's... I feel like as I get older, when I have kind of those big, profound experiences, Mm -hmm. it usually takes a few weeks to register what even... But I know that a a shift has been made, just not always consciously. Right. Especially because you're always on ayahuasca, too, when they happen. So, again, it kind of takes time for you to... But I'm such a, like... I'm always going to be, like, teen girl diary mode, where it's like, this is what I learned today. And it's like, usually (laughs) you're not really aware. And then a few weeks later, you realize that your life is, like, suddenly easier. There's something... Totally. That's great. Yes. Did you have a live journal? No, okay. I had a blog when I lived in LA. Okay. I had a blog that was my nightlife blog Ooh. that was very little read, but I I posted. Oh, that was nonstop. You're describing the like readership. I thought you were saying it was called very little read. And it's like, oh, sultry. <laughs> very, very little, little read. red. <laughs> it was called Club Scholar, which was oh, great. a great name. That is a really good name. And I wrote in it nonstop, but I it. it I I have the extant uh, literature that remains, but okay. I, I, it's very difficult to read because it's, you know, when you don't understand mental health, like mm-hmm. I, it's basically mm-hmm. just like, this is me depressed screaming out and I just didn't, didn't have, have a like, language. vocabulary. Totally. Right. So that now when I look back on it, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> and it's like. Well, whatever. There are some interesting parts that'll be good for the memoirs. Like, the more travel... The the travel diaries are good. You know, me bitching about LA nightlife, I don't really... And me bitching about how I wasn't getting laid. It's like, okay, well, there's deeper things going on. Sure. Anyways, did you have a live journal? Yeah, for sure. Whoa. I know. So many. Um, But they were... It was, like, very... It was so performative. Like, I had a pretty, like, tame like life as a child like right. nothing was like I had no like major traumas as far as I know so it was a lot of like me like trying to be my most poetic and like mm. posting lyrics that I thought were 
I don't know. It was tr- it was tragic. Very sad. I want to ask you about performative earnestness. On, <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. I was just talking. Been waiting. I was just talking to a friend on Marco Polo about how sunflowers are to me feel like performative earnestness. Like mm. they're like the Comic Sans of flowers. Mm-hmm. And they they do always make a tweet comeback. Completely. But they don't deserve it. No, exactly. Stay in the 90s where you belong. Thank you. They're not even dandelions. No, You're exactly. Right. Dandelions aren't performative, actually. No, absolutely not. Dandelions are sweet. Dandelions are, like, timeless. And you have to engage with them. Yes. Sunflowers, it's very... It's, oh my God, yeah. stop. I know. <laughs> I got it, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious about... Famously, you have a great sense of humor. You're beloved for it among the New York uh, (laughs) whatever the fuck this scene is. But uh, you're in the most earnest possible industry. I Uh mean, and you've done you've been in very earnest productions. And I'm just curious what that's been like for you or if the earnestness is what kind of polished your sense of humor or if it's the inverse i don't know i I, I think they maybe both exist like simultaneously okay i think i used to like um when i was a teenager i think i really didn't like earnestness in other people it was like such an eye roll but i think recently i've seen this trend of like especially on the internet of people like thinking that being mean is very funny and that's like not (laughs) yeah so i think i've started to gravitate back towards appreciating or valuing someone being sincere. Mm. I don't know if sincere and, and being earnest are exactly the same thing, but um, so yeah, I feel like it's made like more of a, a resurgence in my life in the last few years. And so, yeah, maybe now they like somehow exist at the same time. I don't, I, I struggle with it because I like, listen, I can put on Mulan Really, and I can tell you the actual minute marks when I will burst into tears like clockwork. One hundred percent, right? But for some reason, often when I see theater, it's a little too. um, It's like they're pushing it too hard, or or, uh, maybe it's something about I need. Maybe I'm not seeing the best theater, or maybe maybe it's also like the distance of a film versus like seeing theater they're right there yeah like you can really feel how hard people are working yeah and there is this sense of like they need me to like them that i I guess that and that might be my own like you said when you're younger of like well now i'm (laughs) not gonna like you 100 yeah yeah it's tricky but then uh, did you ever watch veronica mars no but i just saw that they um they like put the they brought it back. Right, 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 right. It's back. And I started watching it again. And, and there was this moment where I was like, wow, I forgot in 2004 how snarky things were. Mm-hmm. And watching that level of snarkiness at first was uncomfortable. But then I realized because the writing is actually intelligent, mm-hmm. I welcomed it. Totally. Because like I had – sorry, I'm throwing these at you. Not at all. I just – I tried to watch the new season of Stranger Things and – Famously never watched an episode. Oh, bless you. Good for you. It's Thanks. so – it's like – not no one wrote it like there's it it's not like i don't know what anyone is saying there is no dialogue it's like shadow dimension okay and it's just not funny or like compelling and i forgot i was like oh right when when the writing is good you can be earnest or snarky any time as long as it makes sense and it's clear and right right. i feel like that show i've again have never watched a single episode i'm (laughs) so sorry millie bobby brown but um, I feel like that show is so much more about the style. Like, it's about a, a an aesthetic, a look, more than it is about, like, the yeah. story, really. The yeah. sh- I think I just said the story. The story. And for that, I actually have to leave. 
Thank you so much for no, having this is me. A Yiddish, <laughs> this is a Yiddish podcast and theater company. What a thrill, Jackie Hoffman. I love your work. That show. Okay, so that I do want to talk. Did you see that? I haven't seen it, no. That I cried. Wow. I was on a little mushroom, but I did cry. <laughs> I just pictured you sitting on like a tiny little mushroom, yes. not like on mushrooms, but like Princess. little Princess Peach yeah. perched on a toadstool. I mean, it is mushroom. Like it is dirt. Like Jackie Hoffman oh, wow. is in the dirt and the, like she's pulling mushrooms out of the dirt. I'm dying to see it. That though was not earnest or sweet or sentimental. It was not like I'm an 18 year old blonde girl starring in Fun Home. It was right. like rough, uh-huh. but it was so real uh-huh. and it really hit me. Uh, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. Did you see the revival before that? The Broadway? I saw the one with Harvey Firestein, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I really didn't like. Did you see that? No, I've only seen it. I saw the Danny Burstein, Jessica Hecht, like Bar Chair Lincoln Center revival. Oh, how was that? Beautiful. Loved it. Um, and then I saw a production in a black box at a regional theater in my hometown. Ooh. That was also, I actually, I was like, a black box? But it was great. I love Fiddler on the Roof. It the, uh, like tunes get me good. Fiddler on the Roof, I think it, it suits Fiddler on the Roof to be in a black box mm-hmm. because if you get uh, Broadway stars who are like too pretty mm-hmm. and too glamish, for sure, it, it I don't care how much money you throw into it, it defeats the purpose. Which, however, this one I will say, I don't know where they got these men. They are ungodly hot. They're out of this world hot. Oh Every God. last one, even like, um, Perchick is uh, like, even Perchick. <laughs> Perch, I mean, listen, of course Fiedka's hot. Please, That's I don't need to tell you. <laughs> you know, but Perchik and and they these boys wow. learned Yiddish. It's, oh, they're, uh, it's okay. obscene. I was thinking they were like specifically sought out, like hired actors who already spoke Yiddish. They learned what I on the job. <laughs> Are they all bearded? Is that Not sort of the vibe? Oh, okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, a little something for everyone, eh? I remember when we did Fiddler on the Roof in high school. Like, you were. I was Laser Wolf, and we used a spirit gum beard. Um, <laughs> but, like, of course, the one very goyish child got to play Fiedka, and my mom was like, of course, of course. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Houston, Texas. I never would have pegged you for that. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, well, that actually leads me to, to something else I want to ask you about. Go on. Like me, you are very young looking. Ah, thank you. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, I'm just curious if that's ever been an impediment for you. Like, I always, people always treat me a certain way or mm-hmm. always kind of treat me like a baby or they're like, they assume that I'm very sweet. And for you who has like this surging talent just kind of like within you, I'm just curious. And I assume you have like a lot of lovely teen straight girl fans. For sure. I'm just curious where that, ha- like, is good or not good? Um, uh, uh, it's a good question. I feel like it's mostly been g- good okay. for me, especially, like, in in my career as an actor. Like, I am 30, and I, like, should not be playing teenagers anymore, but right. I keep getting to, and I feel like I've gotten to play, like, a lot of good parts because of the way I look. Um... Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, there is like part, certainly part of me that like is itching to play an adult, and I think that time is maybe coming soon. Okay, I hope. I, every morning, I like wake up and stare at my forehead, like willing the fine lines to go away. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's been like a. I do though. I mean, for sure, people. When I went to this class in the south of France, when I told 
there were two kids kids they were adult human beings um they were there was one was 20 and one was like 26 and they both were like you're 30 like they couldn't yeah. believe it and it was like nice at first but then like after days i was like okay <laughs> i'm dying <laughs> yeah and what about within the gay world may i ask um yeah i think i like probably get infantilized a little okay me too um although now i i'm fully like gonna call me by your name situation my boyfriend is nine years younger than i am so, 21? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, little BB. But he has been doing, like, hardcore theater for quite a while, right? Um, he Well, he, no, he uh, he's on the tour of Dear Evan Hansen right now. Right. And then he did the Broadway, he was an understudy on Broadway the year before. Okay. But that was his, his debut was Dear Evan Hansen. But he's, all right, but he's, like, he's a working boy. He's totally, not, yeah. like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, also, like, at the same time that he's 21, he's also, like, the oldest Jewish woman. Right. Like, he's, like, fully my bubby. And he, like, his, he grew up in L.A. And something about, I think, growing up in L.A., like, makes you grow up faster. Yeah. And I think, like, he clearly, when I was 21, I, I was, I think I was pretty worthless. Like, he clearly <laughs> is, like, motivated. See, yeah, and on, so smart on and, like, aware and an activist and, yeah. I yeah, good, how, good but, but I, I, how is that? Because I so project when I'm with, when I meet people younger than me, especially when I meet ones who are, like, way better off than I was. Oh God, it's yes. so confusing for me. Mm-hmm. And I so <laughs> want, um, I'm always looking for, like, a, the fatal flaw Completely. in them. You're not supposed to have that yet. Who's yes, your dad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He needs uh, to suffer more. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's such a, I always try to, like, catch myself when I, feel that because it's like so totally pointless and <laughs> destructive i know but it's, it's so easy you like it's so easy to jump to that yeah because if you like watching someone achieve at a faster rate than you did is like infuriating <laughs> yeah and to see people be like more naturally unencumbered in certain yeah. ways it's like well then why did i waste right. all my yeah. fucking time with that <laughs> that total bizarro world nonsense right. yeah right but it's like such a that like thought pattern is also like even more of a waste of time, but it's so easy to fall into. It is, and and yeah. I was, I was in L.A. when I was that age, and I would meet so many older people who were so morose to me, and I just I knew I was like I never want to be like that, and now I'm afraid that I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any minute Oopsies. now, yeah. <laughs> so you are thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time we interviewed, which was a like, year ago, year and a half. No, I think it was like early, like January of this year. I'm, I, I know how that. I know. No, no, no I know. I'm in shock too. No, that would make sense. I guess, yeah. Because it was right when you were finishing. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely Hansen. right. So I want to kind of pick up. Not that anyone is has necessarily read that interview, but I want to pick up on a few okay. threads from that. Yeah, um. <laughs> I have three kids now: <laughs> Bailey, Thomasina, and Poultice. Poultice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, well, I guess the first aspect was um, you're exactly a year older than I am, but we're both kind of we had kind of had a little return of Saturn talk. And I'm I'm just so curious about how it's been for you, where you are in it, what you're feeling. Um, wow. So I think um, I've been like really excited to turn 30 my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I just have like. I don't know. I've I've always found it like easier to talk to adults and yeah. Since I was a little kid, and so I like it was like not a fear for me, but yeah, like this past year for sure was like a 
so focused and like so one track minded. Um, yeah, and so like coming out of that, that was like it was such tunnel vision, and now coming out of that and being like, "Hello, right? <laughs> Anyone? Right? Yeah, I'm curious. Well, I'm just curious what what interests you because I I know I and many other people would like want to hear more of you, you like you either writing or mm-hmm. creating <laughs> or narrating or something, mm-hmm. but I don't know what. What what are you curious about, or, or or have you thought about anything that you're like, this is something I haven't done? This there because you've been through many gauntlets that most people haven't been through at our age. So now I'm wondering like what what would interest you or what would stimulate you? Sure, um, I think like growing up, I was like the funny person in my group of friends, right? And everyone's like, you should do stand up, and I like always sort of entertained the idea, and then I came here and I like, started listening to all of the comedians we both love. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not the funny one. Like, there are so many people who are, like, their mind moves so much faster than mine does. And, like, they're, like, preposterously funny references. And so then I think that, like, made me scared and run away from that idea. But I did recently write, like, five or ten minutes worth of stand-up. Oh, my God. And feel like maybe I'll perform it secretly somewhere one day and, like, see how it goes. And then maybe, like, venture into that further. But also it's, like, I don't know if we need another white male voice and stand-up comedy. (laughs) So I'm not like that's It doesn't feel like something I have to do in the same way that like being on Broadway. It was like such, it was like my only dream as a child. Really? Um, And now, yeah, I've been lucky enough to do that for a long time. I feel like now, I mean, I love acting. I feel like I've tried writing. I'll write like one page of a, of something and it either like ends up just turning into the cell starring Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> or I like it. It just becomes hard, and I stop writing it. Um, and so I feel like I'm more like an interpreter of other people's words than like a creator of my own. Um, so I think I'd love to like stay acting, and I guess it's my what would be exciting for me. What would be different and challenging would be to like venture into on camera stuff. TV and film. Yes. Uh, uh. Um, um, okay, wait. Before we move on, let me just say something course. because I actually am just going to take complete executive authority and okay. speak for the whole community. Uh-oh. You should do comedy. And I trust me, I have never said that to another person <laughs> in my life. You should do comedy. Like, Thanks. you are funnier than most people on Twitter uh-huh. and you aren't trying hard. And I've never read a Taylor Trench tweet that's you like piggybacking off of whatever Trump said, like you're actually on it and obviously you're talented. So, and this wouldn't be an ego trip. Like we need you. You are a white gay. We need, I will, I will clear (laughs) out the rest. I mean, you have one that is, um, (laughs) where you're dreaming of walking down the aisle to the big little lies. Yes. And then someone immediately responded to me with, um, replied with the title of the song and the artist. And they were like, speak his name into existence. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, you should do it, and okay. I think it would just be, like, fun for you, but no pressure. Okay. I mean, okay. I'll give it a go. Do you do stand-up? Uh, I went through a phase last year, mm-hmm. and I tried it, uh, which I also understand the part of me being like, God, these are people devote their lives to this. How dare I? Right. But I, I needed to do it to, like, at least get my voice back. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I was able to even um, like access that. Yeah, 
You do um, have one of my favorite I Don't Think So Honeys of all time. Which, and I think I told you when we were doing our time out. Which dev- it's, that blew me away. It was the Carly Rae. Thank you. It, it that was so important. No me. one had spoken on that before. No Thank one had you. the courage or the bravery <laughs> to highlight her. And yet they're not sending me concert tickets. There's, I get nothing. <laughs> Carly, are you listening? That truly blew me away because I was so afraid of you because um, the only thing I had ever seen of you was the uh, getaway video, the disco. Oh, my gosh. And in that, I was like, who is he? He's so, like, frighteningly talented. And I just <laughs> – I, I could only see, like – I was like, he he could destroy anyone. Like, he he looks like a villain. Oh my god! But you're not. Uh, I do get that a lot. I would, did like a concert once upon a time, and this guy, I like was seeing all these songs. This guy, and he was like, "Do you ever do like TV?" And I was like, "No." He was like, "You should. I feel like you would like do really well." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." He's like, "Yeah, you like are such a specific type." And I was like, "Thanks." He was like, "Really like scary, like very sinister sort of rat face." I was like, "Okay, oh, well, okay, thank you." Um, it wasn't rap face. I think because you were doing uh, that show at the time, your cheekbones were literally like so quite hollowed hollow, out. I know. So you looked very like severe in a great way. Thank I mean, you. you look you look like <laughs> you now, thank God. But yeah, it, it, I was like, who is he? Is he gonna kill us oh all? My God, I'm always trying to get back to that. Do uh, I look like a true corpse. <laughs> yeah, but now you're like glistening and thank you. Hello, South of France. And you're a hair icon now. Oh my God! After thank that you. last Twitter video too. I'm trying to grow it out. Oh, yeah, you, you were, like, the one person to notice my many hair shits. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is touch it. It's never been this long. And my boyfriend is like, I have to hang up when we're on FaceTime because I can't watch you touch your hair one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So then I hang up and, like, put a bump it in and, like, experiment with new looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about your self-care journey, too, because I know that when you were doing Dear Evan Hansen, you had recently become a vegan. Mm-hmm. And you oh, s- no, a long time vegan. Oh, you've been, you've been a long time uh, vegan. But the I'm other sorry. boys, how dare you, the other boys who played the role before me became, like, dairy-free, gluten-free in uh, order to sustain. Really? Yeah. But I've been vegan for <laughs> years. <laughs> Matilda. Gwyneth <laughs> <laughs> Paltrow, please. <laughs> Did you see that clip of her speaking Spanish? Of course, yeah, with the Castilian accent. It's so good. It's it, that I love her. I Me think too. she's I'm, a fucking I genius. worship her. I just got to see a screening of The Politician, Ryan Murphy's <gasps> new TV show, and she is extraordinary in it. Thank you. Her yeah. Just I'm so excited for you to see what her like looks. Okay. All season long. The Taffy Brodesner Ackner piece on her in the New York Times last year, I yes. think, is the best piece of journalism I've ever framed. read. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then like, people talk about scripture. how they look. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you have to read that article. Yes. The- she is so hated. She's such a hated figure, and I couldn't be more on her side. I know. She's hated, but what was so good about that article is it's like, it's because you want to be her. Uh-huh. Yes. And- uh, yes. And I do! <laughs> <laughs> I love and like her in a white cape uh, when she did was that country strong some yeah, premiere I loved like country strong tw- oh, made me cry love the suicide twist at the end <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah star is born you like nice cry <laughs> see we have a tick oh my god a slip up. yeah slip. I can't move um so yeah I'm just curious about how your self care kind of journey's been going especially now that you've had a little time off like how's it been for you learning to like be with yourself have you right. Have you changed any habits or routines, et cetera? Um, well, as you can probably see from my lack of, like, carved-out cheekbones, um, that I have been... My, like, main self-care has been, like, dessert. Amazing. <laughs> Eating so many treats. Tra- it's been, like, traveling. I've... I never... I, like, didn't really get to go abroad very much my life, my whole right. life. And so I've been trying to, like, travel this summer, and that's been 
nice. And I think I, I met friends when I did this, when I was in the south of France, I met a friend in Barcelona, but so many of this time has been alone. And I think that's been like meditative and I don't want to say healing, but like useful, nice in a way. Well, you've, it's not just that you've been in Broadway shows for a decade. You've been in very like big like, booming yeah, ones. Like high profile. High profile, but on. Oral, like orally. Like if I oh, think totally. about Matilda or Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Yeah, they're like me screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like things happening, like noises literally like around you. Completely. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious what it's like for you to like be in silence now. Yeah, that when I was doing Hello Dolly, I took a week vacation and went to Hawaii by myself. Mm. That was like I think the first time I'd done a solo vacation, and so I just sat on a beach like silently for a week, and I came back, and I I'm gonna burp. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <clears throat> oh my god. No, I love it. <laughs> Keep <Midtown>. that in. <laughs> Here I am, honey. <laughs> um. Oh, I came back from that and I like sang the first show and I was like, nah! like I'm, I was like, look at me. I hate my singing voice. I hate to sing. I hope to never sing again. But that like first show back, I was like, bet, step aside. Like Tony Winter, Gavin Creel. I don't think so. Listen to me. I was like in flawless voice. And it was because it, I'd been, it's been like, it had been years of like back to back singing, yelling like eight times a week. And right. I took one week off of just, like, being... I was quiet for a week and came back and was, like, truly Celine Dion. Right. Yeah. And you felt and like it, Yeah, too. and it was calm the next day. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, nodes immediately after that performance. Um, not really. Um, what were we talking about? Just, like, being alone, especially <laughs> yes, now. Yeah. As you, uh, as you come, of, come into your right. yeah, return it's of been, Saturn. It's been so nice. I've also been in, like, so many long-term relationships where I lived with... My per- mm. the person my person what am I Grey's Anatomy <laughs> I've never watched that either sorry I love that what can I ask what you what you watch <laughs> um, <laughs> that was if you could see the look that I got with that question what it was, do you so watch? like do you do you know culture <laughs> or, um, flea bag I mean like sorry to like not have anything new or exciting to say but flea bag is my all time favorite <sighs> thing of all time. Yeah, let's talk about it because, you know, I actually, speaking of earnestness and snarkiness, I actually had a lot of issues with season one. I couldn't, I had a hard time, I watched all of it, but I truly, I, I have to tell you something humiliating. Okay. Well, when it first came out, I met Samantha B because I interviewed her. Great. And I saw, I went to her show and uh-huh. she was like, I'm going to go home and watch Fleabag. And I like told her I didn't like it. And I think I like, I was cast out forever yeah. from the kingdom. <laughs> like, why did I do that? A hundred percent. Full frontal. Now you're getting full um, back. I guess it's the opposite of that. I'm seeing her back. Yeah. Because she turned away (laughs) from you. I I guess my issue with season one is I felt like it was a little too much of that, like, and I know I'm wrong. When I watched it, I felt like it was, she wanted you to like her or she wanted it to be like, she wanted it to be a little cuter than it, than it was. Mm -hmm. Season two is to me. Perfect. Yeah, Season not. two, there isn't even a minute for her to be like, look, I'm narrating my own show. How right. cute. Because there's like, it, it opens with blood. Right. So her, her narration, you're like, oh, I need her to narrate. It was also like served a different function in mm-hmm. the second season because we'd already, there was like already the huge revelation in the first season where she, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I, I see what you're saying. I agree with you. You are wrong. Yeah. Um, 
I think it, it's like it was performative to let like, cutesiness because she was like so afraid of showing us who she really was. Uh, uh, David. After season two, I went and rewatched the comeback. Oh, I know. I okay because I think finale. the finales the of both season twos perfection. are like sister pieces. It totally. Of like she's like okay, I'm actually ready to move on. Like right. I'm leaving you behind yes. now. Uh, that was the shift. In the comeback finale of the, like, filming style, I gasped. Yeah, and it's Lisa Kudrow being like, no, I'm actually one of the best actresses actresses of all time. time. You are... I went to school where Meryl Streep went to school. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, and and in the comeback, like, uh, she goes to Mickey's bedside and he's like you shouldn't be here. And she's like, no, I should be here. Uh. And she's like, I'm, I know, I know. It's, I'm getting teared up. And in Fleabag, there's that... I mean, I don't know why I keep linking them, but when when she's like, I love you, and he starts to talk, and she's like, no, I got it. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so painful. <laughs> yeah, that... I, I, it did kind of heal. I think, like, Fleabag yeah. season two has released something into the ether, yeah. where I think... My issue, going back to earnestness, like, I've been bitching a lot about Pose lately. I bitched a little b- a bit about Shrill because I feel like they're a little too on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. And Fleabag, I think, like, has kind of ticked up the intelligence just a little bit back to where it needed to be. Yes, I was, I just saw Jacqueline Novak's show, mm. The Cherry Lane, and I was talking to John early afterwards who directed it. And he was, he was like, it's so nice to see something that is smart, like, that doesn't condescend to his audience because... I feel like there's, like, a generation of people younger than us who, like, haven't been given that. Like, who haven't been allowed to, like, <laughs> be treated as, like, as, I don't know, as being worthy, as being smart. Um, and it's, like, so exciting to see things like Fleabag Season 2 and Jacqueline's show that are, like, just smart and good right. and, like, highbrow. But, like, that doesn't mean they're, they're not alienating. Right. It's, like, still totally accessible. Well, when you and I grew up, the Disney movies, I felt like, would have jokes that were for the parents. Yeah. And the kids, you would just kind of have to pick it up. Right, yeah. It would, and like, wash over you and maybe you, like, got it later. Exactly. And now I feel like everything's been kind of minionized. Right. And is dumb. Yes. And, yeah, even, like, yeah, I so rarely feel, I guess that's why I like Veronica Mars, because I'm like, oh, right, the, the writing's actually... Right, like someone did some, and and same with um the the favorite. Yes, was, yeah, yeah. It was one I'm of not the like few in a full times. vegetative state while watching this. Yeah, and it, I was like, oh, okay, they've handled this part. I don't need to like, and I I just wish that were the case. Well, I hope that's the case with the politician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's 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 not with Pose. I'm probably like I'm not allowed to talk about it. Right. Um, it comes out September. Check it out. I'm not affiliated <laughs> with it at all, um, but fully promoting it right now. Um, there are some like stellar performances in it. Yeah, Jessica Lange is like <gasps> as like as strange and compelling as ever. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Lucy Boynton, okay, who was in Bohemian Rhapsody, which I did not see. No, I, I, did. I did see on oh. in every plane. In yeah, America. I mean, I was gonna say I did recently watch it over someone's shoulder on a plane, and I, <sighs> there was no escape. Yeah, I was like I. Got tied in a little bit. I was like, "Ooh, compelling." Yeah, but again, I was not listening to it. Um, she was in that. She's in this, and she is like phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. I I went to the Tonys this year. I got a gig working the Tonys this year, Huge. and famously had not seen a single show that was. I love that before. for you, <laughs> and it was great actually because I did not. I I could just not care. Oh, this was like Hades Town in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I thought a lot of what I saw. Okay. So I didn't see the shows, but I saw the performances. Right. 
there was a lot of like straight mediocrity. <laughs> like Judith Light won an award, which was like, okay, gay people are here. Yeah. And then I felt like a lot of the rest of the night was very like tepid and um for straight people. And which is not what the Tony Awards are. Uh, that's not the event. The maybe. one night. Uh-huh. And go I'm to the just, Golden Globes, go somewhere else. Thank you. Uh-huh. So what are, I'm just curious what your thoughts are about like where theater is right now, like straight versus gay, good versus bad, smart versus for the masses. Like oh I'm gosh. just curious what you're feeling. Um do you know Ben Moss? Love. Love King. Virgo King. Oh wow. Terrorist. One of my, my all time faves. Yes. Did you say a terrorist? Yes. Yeah, for sure. A domestic, <laughs> a domestic terrorist. All Virgo. Yeah. yeah, he's so talented yeah. and well-adjusted. Yeah. It's like, well, um, great. He recently came up with this scale that is, art is good when it's, if it's by gay people for dumb people, fun. By yes. gay people for smart people, gorgeous. By straight people for smart people, okay. By straight people for dumb people, get out. Mm. And there are, I do think there are a couple of those, like, creeping up. On the Broadway stage. You're right, because, you know, Charlie's Angels movies are famously written by a gay man. Exactly. So they, to me, they're masterpieces and they're brilliant. Cameron Diaz at her best. Thank you. Because he can say, we're going to be dumb. Yes. But we are smart because we are gay. Right. We're ahead of this. We're choosing this. Right. This isn't my only option. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like, um, well... The Charlie's Angels remake that's coming out. I keep talking about Charlie's Angels on this podcast. I haven't seen the trailer, but I did see a gif of Kristen Stewart like taking off a wig. I think like Harry Paul's like wig reveal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real Brooklyn Heights that Kristen that Kristen Stewart. I've always said. Kind of look alike. Yes, yes, you're right. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. So you were saying back to the new uh, the Beck the 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 Bechdel Ben Moss (laughs) grid. Um, and yeah, I do think I feel like I have seen some things where that were more in the. If I, like, graphed them on a matrix, I would put some things in the by straight people for dumb people. Um, And it's, like, painful to see Mm -hmm. because I love theater so much. I just, like, want it to be good because I love it so much and I want it – I want people to come see Broadway and, like, want to come back. Right. And so when I see something that I don't like, it's like, oh, no, because, like, what if that means, like, that's the person's only show. But also so many times when I go to those shows and I'm like, oh, I'm, like, not – this is not for me. I'm not getting it. Everyone around me is like slapping their knees, having the greatest time. So, art. I know that's. A Am part I right? Of, that's yeah. a part of getting older too. I think is I have to be like, okay, you kids have fun. <laughs> that's been with me with like right. Pose, where everyone loved it, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna keep bitching about it. I but. need to. I need to catch up. MJ Rodriguez is, I I think, uh, astonishing. Mm-hmm. I need to keep watching. I think India is, a like a star. Yeah, and the most beautiful person on <sighs> the on earth. Gorgeous. So is Electra. Electra. So I interviewed all of them at once, right. and Electra truly, it was me. It was me meeting Naomi Campbell. Yeah, visually, it's it, unfathomable. It, she's like eleven feet tall. I just oh. remember like looking up, and then the cheekbones are like you during Dear Evan oh my Hansen. God, I wish. <laughs> Thank you for even putting me in the same realm. Yeah, very comparable. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I get we it. Go up for the same part. You know, my passion is like superhero stuff. I've always wanted to do that. I want to write oh. it, and I feel very like, <sighs> you know, I hate that feeling where it's like, no, but this actually can be good. Just you guys don't get it. Right. I, it's frustrating. And we've seen exactly like, did you like Into the Spider Verse? I loved. Me I too. Saw Me too. Like, yeah, that 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 was all. That's a a genre that I think I never was interested in because I saw so many examples of it. That were like mediocre, totally. 
And then I saw Into the Spider-Verse, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it can be so much more than what I think it can be. What is your, like, what's your dream? Do you have, like, a character you'd like to write for? You know, all gay men are so protective of the X-Men. It's so personal. It's like a story of outsiders. Because gay people are mutants, is what you're saying. Yes. Wow, okay. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. For the first time. (laughs) Like, X-Men is... Just on a DNA level, it's so like a part of just queer culture. And I think it reverberates in pretty much all gay art in Mm. 2019. Mystique is like gay as hell. Mystique, Emma Frost, like the whole Dark Phoenix. Like Uh the idea that the leader of the X-Men since the 70s is Storm is who's like a black goddess from Africa who controls the weather yeah, yeah. and who takes in like Kitty Pride and is like, you're my daughter now. Uh, it, there's yeah. all it's, and it's, there's disco. And then when it, when the first movie came out, it was very like matrix era. So that's queer. So there's a million X-Men is always going to be that thing that like, whenever a straight person gets their hands on it, yeah, especially no, 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 with the no, no, movies, no, no, no. it's, mm-hmm. it's painful okay. because it feels like a violation. Sure. So X-Men will always be that thing. But, um, I would love, like, they're making, this is the thing, they're making a movie now, and I'm like, I just wish you guys would call me Uh, Birds of Prey, which is, like, all these, like, hot women bitches in Gotham (laughs) City. (laughs) It's, like, Black Canary, Huntress, uh, and, like, like, lots of, like, gorgeous wings. Batgirl. Yeah, and it's just, like, they're they're cool, and they're, like, solving crimes. Uh, Lois Lane is very big for me. Lois Lane is critical for me. Wow, wow, wow. And, like, Margot Kidder, Lois Lane, like... Ugh. And how then did, when they fucked up Amy Adams, I was like, no. you had everything you needed. How she would have given about, it to um, you. Terry Hatcher's performance? She got it, I actually Oh, wow, think. okay. She, Terry Hatcher and Erica Durance, who was on Smallville for 39 seasons, which I watched, <laughs> they got it, which is like, wear your heels, you be click-clacking on that typer, and <laughs> yeah. you have an attitude. Like, you better sure. snap it, and that's Very, Lois like, Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. <sighs> like, click-clacking, but getting things done. Yes, on a mission. So... Anyways, there's so many of those that I, I'm like, uh, I just want to handle myself so badly. But you and, will, and it's painful to see when they aren't. But anyways, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I know you will. Thank you. You kidding? Yeah, I, I I know. I can feel it. That's exciting. I had this moment last year. Thank you for making this whole interview about me. By oh the way, oh my god, my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over the podcast from here on out. I hope that's okay. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this, which is similar to what I asked Charlene, but. For you to do what you've done at such a huge scale, night after night, with as much momentum and not implode on yourself. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm just curious, like, do, when you're up there, do you feel like you? Do you just feel like you're like a vessel and things are going through you? How much of it feels like Taylor Trench? How much of it feels just like you are just kind of this mm-hmm. slate? Um, I don't know. I think it probably is, like, different from show to show. I I think I work, I tend to, like, try to find as many things as possible that I, like, that I have in common with. Yeah. In a character. Um, yeah, I guess I feel like it's me up there. I don't know. I've, I do, I'm, like, very um, dubious. Is that the word I'm looking for? I, like, don't trust method actors, people who, like, are staying in character the whole time. Right. I think that is, like, unnecessary and, like, 
dangerous sometimes. And it's very straight male. Too. Yeah, it's very straight male, and I feel like it's more of a like, look how seriously I take this. Then yeah. I, I don't think it's like helping in any way. Um, so I've I I don't feel like I. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm like something is like I'm channeling something through me. I think it is like me. The most important thing to me acting in acting is just like being able to be comfortable on stage, like breathing and feeling like you're grounded in your own body so that you can listen to the people you're on stage with and like mm. serve them. Like it, it just is the, the more you can get out of your own head and like be thinking about trying to like serve the story or the people you're on stage with or the audience or I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I think it all, I, I think probably largely like a lot of it is me. <laughs> I right. don't know. So it's so weird to talk about acting. It's I like right. suddenly I'm like, feel like they, what I do is so stupid. <laughs> Cause I guess I also like, I like that there's like a little bit of mysticism in acting. Like I, yes, a lot of it is me, but also there is like a, an X factor. That's like, I don't know how this is happening. Like, I don't know why, this is like why we feel like I don't know why I get emotional when like I do things or right. So I I don't know I like to preserve that I guess and so I I always feel like so silly talking about acting. I guess you know Charlene and and there's a few other people who like do things that I really respect mm-hmm. and who are very present mm-hmm. and Char- when I asked Charlene she just said like well, I've been naked in front of thousands of people, uh-huh. so what's going to scare me so the rest is easy? Right. And I'm just curious, like, because I get what you're saying, which is, like, I think when you're doing the thing you're supposed to be doing, it actually isn't that conscious of a process. Right. You're pretty much just, like, a custodian, and you're just, like, handling it as yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, I felt like anything I've written that I've been proud of just, like, happened. Uh-huh. I don't really remember writing it. Yeah. I don't remember, like, slog. Like, it, it just happened. I was just kind of, like... Yes. Task managing. That's it. always a good sign, I think, to an acting is like if you if you do something and you walk off the stage and you like don't remember a second of it. Right. I feel like that's a good sign. <laughs> but I'm just curious, like in terms of you getting to that point of presence, mm-hmm. what what did that require? What did you have to make any changes in your life or in your relationships or anything like that for you to be able to be like or, or, or maybe maybe it was always that way since you were uh, since you were 20. But I'm just curious, like for it to be at a, a point. And at a scale that it is now, did you have to make any, like, big... Did you have to face any fears or, or cut down any obstacles? Um, yeah. Um, I, like, certainly was... I, I still am, in my own way, in a huge way. Like, I'm the first to, like, tell you... And so all of us are like this. I'm the first to tell you, like, when I've done a bad job or... Yeah. Um, so I think that's been a, a big thing, especially in, I never, I love musicals. I love to go see musicals, but I never really wanted to be in them because right. I don't think I have a great voice. Like, I just know so many people who are, that is their gift. Um, like, in Dear Evan Hansen, like, Ben Platt, who did it before me, and now Ben Ross, my boyfriend, who's doing it after me, like, their language is music. That is, like, they're so special because they music like flows through them and they have these like beautiful masterful voices and I've never felt that way about myself and so I didn't like I, th- I always was like trying to like keep myself from succeeding there because I was like oh this isn't my arena yeah but then I kept finding myself getting cast in them and I it, I probably would have been so much better in so many things if I would have just like owned <laughs> being there instead of like apologizing for being there so I've had to overcome that um and then, I don't know, I, I've, I'm, like, pretty, maybe, like, detrimentally so, I'm pretty, like, job-focused. 
like that probably like friends and then like my job probably like what's always like at the top of my priority list um so, so I've like I'm, I mean I've, I've worked very hard and I've had like great teachers who I think have gotten me to a I had like an acting teacher in college who changed my life in a big way um but I yeah I've been like so focused on this I wanted to like be an actor in on stage in New York for so long right and I've like worked so hard to tr try to like be here and keep doing it um I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, I get what you're... I, maybe it's a tourist thing, but I've also experienced that of like, okay, well, yeah, I'm writing professionally, but this isn't the kind of writing I want to do, and I'm not even that good at it. I don't take it that seriously, so please don't even look at me yes. while I'm doing this. And yeah. it's like, it took me so long to just be like, well, bitch, we're here. Right. Clearly, we're supposed to be here. Except Why don't you wake you... up? Right, yes, yes. And and I, I was so stubborn and, and bullheaded, literally, mm -hmm. about like... Well, this isn't my plan, actually, and, well, he could do this better than I could, right. so mm, right. this doesn't really count. And it's like, well, right. too late. <laughs> and it's, like, probably makes your work suffer, and also it's, like, so annoying for people around you to, like, listen to that over and over again. Right. Um, although I will say that once upon a time, in the middle of a performance of Dear Evan Hansen, a girl tweeted at me <clears throat> during intermission and said something like, get off the stage, you Kermit-ass bitch, which... Is genius. Like, put it on a T-shirt, and then, but then there, and then there were like moments like that where someone on the outside says like the thing you fear so deeply, and you're like, yeah. oh no. And so, I had like been working so hard to like erase that voice, and then like, it's so kooky that like a stranger on Twitter, who I don't know and who ultimately doesn't matter in my life, like I'm good for like hope, I'll, like wish her all the best, but like it, she doesn't matter to me. But yeah. I, it was like I was like, oh god, I like spiraled. Oh my god, it's so stupid. I and to how do you combat that? I I don't know. I still okay. I like will like wake up in a cold sweat like every couple of weeks and like remember Kermit S bitch <laughs> and like oh no, I have like nightmares where I have the Kermit collar on my body. She's a writer for Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> <laughs> and that girl was eighty brown. <laughs> yes. um, that girl was Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> oh my god, if she said that to me, I would. Like, get it tattooed probably oh, across my chest. That's a badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I I have to say, listening to you and Larry Owen sing together was so beautiful because uh, Larry is so booming yeah. and so... Oh, my God. Um, like, like you said, Larry's language is music. Music, yeah. Yes. But it was so beautiful because you, I felt like, intellectually and talent-wise could match him and you were able to be... Um, to not need to to take the song, you were able to go along on the ride. So maybe, like, that's given you a sense of... Like, maybe your warped view of yourself, which is, of course, completely delusional because you've liter you're literally a Broadway star, but maybe that's given you the ability now to to take take on more and to not be so in your head. Yeah. You know, maybe now you yeah, can maybe. be humble, etc. Whatever. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> Yeah, maybe after this you'll become a complete tyrant. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fingies crossed. Um, I, I guess I'm... Uh, where can people follow you? I know, this, um, this is so surreal. Right, they can follow me home from <laughs> Grand Central Station today. Um, I'm on the internet at, um, at Tay Trench on Twitter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it is really one of my favorite Thank accounts. Thank you. Um, there's a sneaky little S there in my last name. 
Um, and then on Instagram at Knuckle Sandwich if you want, but you certainly don't have to. Oh, it's a delightful Instagram. Uh, and especially, right thank you. But uh, yeah, I feel like if people want to see where your hair journey is, oh, yeah, they yeah. should follow you on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, keep going. I'm trying to get to Lori Metcalf. That's the ultimate goal is like to be able to tuck it behind my... Because I so often gesture for my whole life. I've like pantomimed being able to tuck my hair behind my ears. And so it's just... I owe it to myself to finally actually have the ability to do it. Can we just, before we end, we should just talk about her because after the comeback, what did I watch? Getting on. Uh, I know. She is, and she is too, like when I saw Doll's House, Uh I truly, I remember gasping when it ended. Like that was where I was like, okay, we are handled. She's got it. They know exactly, (laughs) like she only does really good Ugh, and she was wearing a cape at the Tony. Yes, yeah, you bet she was. Yeah, yeah. She she put on chapstick in Hillary and Clinton, that oh. the most recent play she did, and I like nearly stood up and applauded <laughs> just her like improvisationally putting on chapstick in the middle of a speech. I was like, <laughs> that's for gay men. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I can't believe you're even here. This Thanks is so surreal, and I'm so thankful. And I hope that I'm seeing you at a shitty Brooklyn basement comedy show. I hope so too. I truly want to see I'll let you, you know. in the lowest, uh, least pain. <laughs> but I really want to see you just like trying it and having fun. Give it a go. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yay. Whee!